0: Okay, so we're in the final week of this series, which is called Relationship Goals, as you can see. And while I'm talking, I'm sure many of you will be looking at each letter and trying to figure out which part of social media each letter comes from. Uh, the answer, I don't know, but you can tell from most of them. Uh, so far in this series, we have talked about love and the fact that love is patient and love is kind and love doesn't keep a record of wrong and all of those things. And I talked about things like uh, how, the, how the world has a different message of love and how things like... Things like, the, uh, things like the, the Notebook, which is a fine movie and all that, but if you replace Ryan Gosling with Jack Black, it's now a creepy movie because he just like basically stalks her and forces her to love him, and it's all kind of crazy stuff. And that's what kind of the message of love is. And I'm not saying those things are wrong, but that's kind of the message of love that we get. And so we talked about that and how if anybody tries to tell you that you have to earn their love, if anybody tries to tell you that you have to be a certain way or do a certain thing for their love, that's wrong. And uh, the fact that God loves all of you and you are all worth that love, no matter what happens, no matter how you live, no matter what you've done, no matter what your life is like, no matter what your life will be like, God loves you completely. We talked about friends and how it's so important to be like the Golden Girls, and it's so important to uh, have strong friendships. Now, I'm not saying that every friend has to be a Christian, but I'm saying your closest friends have to be people who share your faith, who share your point of view, who share your values, so that they will be able to say when you're like, hey, uh, I would like to jump off the roof of the church using a blanket because I'm pretty sure I can fly. Uh, I've never tried, but I'm pretty sure I can fly. And you're like, I'm going to do it. What do you think? And so Karina's asking Maggie this. And, and Maggie's like, no, that's a bad idea. You want to have people who are willing to say that. Uh, because if you just have people around you, who uh, are afraid to say no, or who don't care about you enough to say no, or who don't have your same values, you're just going to have yes people around you. And if you just have people that say yes all the time, you become a politician, and it kind of sucks. But it's better to have people who are honest, and then for you to be honest. And that's what we talked about with friendship. Last week, we talked about family, and the fact that family relationships are sometimes hard because you live with them 24-7, or you're around them a lot more than anyone else. And so it can be very frustrating and very annoying. and. Uh, you can have a lot of sibling trouble, you can have parent trouble, and how your role, and a lot of times you'll hear the thing, honor your parents, which is good, and that's important, but honor does not mean always agree with. However, it means do your best to keep peace, do your best to be calm, do your best to have conversations, do your best for when you do disagree to make the case uh, well. And one of the things that we talked about in groups and a little bit in the message, uh, sometimes you're going to have some kind of goal or some kind of Plan or something for your life that your parents aren't going to agree with, and if you can think about it, if you can think about it and come up with like a a not I'm not saying like write a written proposal, but if you can kind of have actual reasons other than I want to do this, uh, it's my life. Uh, you don't know what it's like to be young, whatever it is, like those things that we say. If you can come up with that, your parents, they may not agree with you, but they'll respect it. Because one of the things that happens with parenting is no matter how old you get, they still see you as a kid. And it's not like an insult thing, it's just they see you as, as the little version. And so they think that you're not thinking things through sometimes. And so if you can prove, hey, this is what I'm doing, again, it's not always going to be a perfect relationship. But it can show them that you're thinking things through and that you're growing. And then you talk about it. Uh, Sometimes you have parents that won't listen. Or you have siblings that just aren't uh, treating you the way they should. and And that sucks. And if you're ever abused, please find somebody to talk to. But in terms of just you don't get along and you never agree, You've just got to do your best. Because if you're doing your best, that's literally all you can do. That's all you're called to do. This week, we're talking about more uh, romantic slash dating type things. And so uh, we're talking about, I like, titled it Sense and Disability, which is a Jane Austen book, which I'm sure all of you knew and have read. But uh, I was thinking this week, because so I went to see Cyrano starring Peter Dinklage. And Cyrano is an awesome movie. It's a musical. And it's been a wonderful work of art for a long time. But one at some point about midway, uh, Roxanne, I believe, is the girl's name. And she's singing about how she wants love at first sight. Like, that's what she thinks love is. And, like, if it takes any kind of work at all, then it's not love. And it's like, well, you've disappointed me once. We're done. And uh, that takes me back to another great work of art, which is Friends. And so, like, I remember always Chandler and Monica were dating, and they'd been dating for a while, and they have their first fight. And when they have their first fight, he's like, well, this this sucks. I really liked you, and I wanted to stay with you. And she's like, do you quit on every relationship? And like, oh, I get it now. That type of thing. But my point is, we see these ideas in TV and movies about what love is. Going back to the notebook, going to something like Cinderella, going to anything we see. And again, these things aren't bad, but they're not how real life is. Uh, And so I'm going to read from Judges 14, 1 through 3, as I go into this. One day when Samson was in Timnah, one of the Philistine women caught his eye. When he returned home, he told his father and mother, a young Philistine woman in Timnah caught my eye. I want to marry her. Get her for me. So he saw her once, and granted it's a different time, but he saw her once. She was attractive to him, and he's like, go get her, which is not a great thing to say, but again, different time. Uh, Samson, definitely like a biblical frat boy that is jerky. No offense to frat boys. A little bit of offense to frat boys. Um, But... He basically said, I don't care if she believes differently than me. I don't care what she's like. I don't care what her opinion is. I don't care about anything. She looks good to me. I want to marry her. And a lot of times we think that is what we want. We think that uh, because someone is attractive. We think that because we want to be attractive. We think whatever, that that's where it stands, and that's what we build it on. Um, I remember a relationship a girl that I coached in tennis had when I coached tennis. Uh, And her boyfriend was not a good guy. Uh, He was actually a drug dealer in the high school. And everybody kind of knew it, but he was also a pastor's kid. And so it's like he covered it. And it's from Seymour, Indiana. Nobody here. And so no pastor's kids here do that. But it's back in Indiana. And so this girl was very smart. And like she was a junior in high school. And she was an honor student and getting ready to go to college. But she was so in love with him because he was attractive and he was muscular. And he was occasionally nice. And so she just fell for him. And kind of like with Samson, he saw her and he's like, hey, I don't care that we don't match. I don't care that she doesn't believe the way I do. I don't care, blah, blah, blah. And so they started going together. And I, as they went, like her friends would occasionally be like, you know that he's cheating on you. You know that he's doing this. You know that he's bad. And she's like, I don't care. It's not happening. I don't. She wouldn't listen to anybody because she was focused on that. Because sometimes when we get so focused on what we want, we don't listen to anyone else. We don't care what anyone else says. Now, if we're in the other position and our friend is like that, We're like, listen, you've got to listen, you've got to see this. And I remember one of her friends actually took her to someone's house and she saw proof that he was cheating. And next week they're still back together. And her life went off the rails. And these are her choices. I'm not saying that it's his fault. But it's like because she had this different view of what dating was, this different view of what life is. And so the first thing I'm going to say about dating, second thing I'm going to say about dating, the first thing is when I give this message, uh, I talk from a perspective of this is what dating is, this is the ladder, and blah, 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 and we're going to talk about that, we're talk Rob and Tara and all this stuff. But, um, hey! but one of the things, too, that's important is when you are your ages, sometimes people around you start to date before you do, and you start to feel pressure to do that, or you start to feel like, what's wrong with me, or you start to feel like, uh, what should I do? And so sometimes you can kind of make bad decisions in order to get a boyfriend or get a girlfriend. There is nothing wrong with not being ready to date yet. There's nothing wrong with that. I didn't date until I was in college, actually after college. Uh, and, and I didn't really even date then. But anyway, uh, thank you. But anyway, um, the, the point is there's nothing wrong with that. Now, if you are dating, again, that's fine. But the first thing I want to say about dating, dating, period, have a list in your head of what you would want in a husband or a wife. Now, I am not saying that everybody you date, you have to have a long-term relationship with. I'm not saying everybody you date, you have to think, I'm going to marry this person. In fact, that's kind of crazy if you think that. What I'm saying is, have that list in your head. Like, I want someone who is respectful. I want someone who is quiet when I talk. I want someone who uh, is funny. I want someone who believes like I do. I want someone who treats me like I'm worth something. Whatever the list is, you come up with the list yourself. And And what you need to do is have that list. And never date people that are off it. That's what the girl in high school with tennis did. She, didn't, she had a list, but she didn't care. She's like, he's hot. I'm going to date him. And that messed up. Because we always think it's just a date. We always think it's just for fun. We always think whatever. It's just one thing. But once you f- have feelings, once you catch feelings for somebody, once you feel something for somebody, uh, the, the amount of logic that goes into your life kind of goes away a little bit. Now sometimes you kind of hold on to it, but once you start to feel something, it doesn't matter how different you are because you feel it and you'll kind of work harder even if it's not working, even if you don't think it should work, even if it's trouble. Um, There are people who stay with abusive spouses on both sides of it and it's very hard and sometimes from the outside we're like, how come you don't get this? That's not how it works because once you have that love, once you have that relationship, It's so hard to break it. Once you make those connections, it's so hard to break it. So if you only date, again, even if it's just one date, even if it's just for fun, if you only date people that fit that criteria, it's just a step safer, and it's something that's important to do. And again, I want to emphasize, this doesn't mean that you go into every relationship looking to marry somebody, but it's just you have that criteria of, I want this person to be like this. I want this person to think like this. I want this person to be respectful. And you deserve that. Another thing that we do with dating is sometimes you convince yourself that you don't deserve it because maybe you haven't dated for a while, or maybe your other friends do, like I said, or maybe you messed up once, or maybe something, and so you're like, I don't deserve a good guy, I don't deserve a good girl. That's not true at all. You deserve the best because you are worth it, and so you have that in your mind. With Samson, he didn't care about anything, and you're going to find as we go, and I'll talk a little bit about Samson in the future, in the future for him, not in the future for us, uh, Samson was really like a jerk, and uh, the women that he chose were not great either. They were liars and deceivers, and he was too, and so it was just like all that he cared about was, man, that, they're hot, and it's like, that's it, and that you can't base anything on that. So I go to the next part. Uh, his father and mother objected. Uh, Isn't there even one woman in our tribe or among all the Israelites you could marry? Uh, they asked, why must you go to the pagan Philistines to find a wife? But Samson told his father, get her for me. She looks good to me. So again, he doesn't even care what his parents are saying. Now, obviously, at some point in your life, you're probably going to date somebody or like somebody that your parents don't like. I get that. Um, But it's important to listen to why. It doesn't mean you have to agree with them. Again, if your friends say, hey, Uh, this isn't the right person. Again, you don't have to agree. You don't have to do what people say, but you have to listen to the reasons why. And then think about, wait, is this, what would I be in their position? Like, would I be thinking the same thing if they didn't look like this, or if I hadn't caught feelings, or whatever? And so with Samson, his parents have his best interests at heart, and they're like, hey... She doesn't believe like we do. And they're not saying what she believes is wrong. They're not saying that she's evil for believing it. They're just saying she doesn't believe like you. That's going to cause trouble. Um, One of the things that I say, I counsel sometimes is, uh, date, if you're a Christian, date other Christians. And that is not to say, oh, Christians are better than everybody else. Because if you look on Facebook, if you look on social media, if you look out in the world, a lot of times Christians can be jerks too. It doesn't mean the Christian is perfect. It doesn't mean any of that. But what it means is it goes back to that friendship stuff, where if you start with the same values and you start with that, then that's going to help you. And we always look at it in church from the Christian perspective. It's like, well, if you have another Christian, then they're going to uh, tempt you to go elsewhere other than church, or they're going to do this or do that. And, but it, it works the other way too. Because becoming a Christian, having faith, going to church, that's a personal choice. Being a Christian, having a relationship with Jesus, that's a personal choice. And if you are trying to pull someone in it just to date you, that's just as messed up as trying to pull someone away from it just to date them. It's it's just not fair. Uh, so if you're like, man, I really like this person, but they're just not a Christian and they won't go to church, I get that it's hard, but be friends with them first or figure out why or whatever. Because once you start dating, it's very rarely the person who has the values that holds on to them and changes the other person. In fact, it's exponentially harder to quote-unquote change someone. It's impossible to change someone, but it's exponentially harder to have an impact, to have a witness on someone when you're in a relationship like that. Because like Chandler and Monica are great couple comparison here. Like Chandler and Monica, uh, once you have that fight, your desire is not, well, I need to make sure that we fix this. Sometimes it, sometimes it is, but sometimes it's, I don't want to break up. And so it becomes like, oh, I can't, Ask them to go to church, or I can't skip church, or I can't do this, or I can't do that because I don't want to break up. And breaking up becomes this horrible thing. And it's because we cling to that because all of us, none of us want to fail. None of us want to be hurt. None of us want to hurt anyone else, hopefully. But with Samson, he has his family, and they're not even saying, If you do this, you're going to be kicked out of my house. They're not saying this stuff that we see on TV sometimes or uh, when you see like a bad example of parents or something like that. Like We're not seeing that. They're just saying, hey, think about this, dude. Think about what you're doing. Think about why you're doing this. Think about what your life is going to be like. And Samson's like, don't care. I do what I want. YOLO and all this stuff. And I'm going to go on. Samson, again, sucks. Judges 14, 10 through 18. Uh, As his father was making final arrangements for the marriage, Samson threw a party at Timnah, as was the custom for an elite young man, for elite young men. When the bride's parents saw him, they selected 30 young men from the town to be his companions. Samson said to them, let me tell you a riddle. If you solve my riddle during these seven days of the celebration, I will give you 35 linen robes and 30 sets of festive clothing. And who doesn't want that stuff, right? Um, but if you can't solve it, then you must give me thirty-five or 30 fine linen robes and 30 sets of festive clothing. All right, they agreed. Let's hear your riddle. So he said, out of the one who eats came something to eat, and out of the strong came something sweet. And this is because he saw a lion with a hole in it and honey... A honeycomb built inside it. So it's not a great riddle. I mean, it's a good for this time and for this topic, but it's like, okay. But his that's just a point. This is not like an extra lesson. Like, hey, have a riddle, and that's how you know who's worthy of dating you. I'm not saying that. But he tells this riddle, and there's stakes. That's the only point here to remember as we go forward. Uh, and he's in the process of marrying the person that he barely knows. He's not really talked to. Uh, doesn't really know anything about. Doesn't share anything with. And he tells all of her family or all of her friends or whatever this riddle. And so we go to the next part. Three days later, they were still trying to figure it out. On the fourth, uh, they said to Samson's wife, entice your husband to explain the riddle for us or we will burn down your father's house with you in it. Uh, Did you invite us to this party just to make us poor? So Samson's wife came to him in tears and said, you don't love me, you hate me. You have given my people a riddle, uh, but you haven't told me the answer. So she is taking the side of the people. And granted, they threatened her, but... Uh, Samson was the strongest man in history, and so it's just, it's, it's showing the lack of trust. Because again, when you don't pay attention to what the person thinks, when you don't pay attention to the person's morals, when you don't follow your uh, values, and you put looks, or you put, oh, love at first sight above everything, this is what happens, where it's like these constant battles and these constant disagreements. Now, obviously, in even a good relationship, there are disagreements. Uh, now, I'm sure that at some point, Tara and Rob have argued with each other. And obviously, Rob is always right. We know that. No, but no, <laughs> Rob, no. I said it, Rob. You owe me $5. But anyway, uh, obviously, they're going to argue after this. And so it'll work out. And we can watch and see how it goes. But even in good relationships, arguing happens. And in fact, it's important because disagreeing is something. But that's not the same thing as yelling. It's not the same thing as screaming. But when you trust the other person, when they fit your, your list, when it's going in the right way, those disagreements They work out and you talk them out. But with Samson, he's just like, his wife was like, hey, tell me the truth. Now, I'm going to cut ahead a little bit, and this isn't a scripture I have. You've probably heard the name Delilah and not just from the song. But Delilah was another wife that he had a little later. And this exact same thing happened where she came to him and is like, hey, How, why are you so strong? And he's like, uh, it's none of your business. And he lies to her. And then she's like, well, why are you so strong? It's no fair. And then he finally tells her, and she goes back and she tells the other person, and he gets his eyes ripped out. And it's because he continually puts looks above everything, he continually puts his desires above everything. He doesn't think about the relationships, and he's not a catch either. But the point is, the relationships were not based on trust, they were not based on compassion, they were not based on anything other than this. Looks basically, and so we go to the part where she betrays him. Uh, I haven't even given the answer to my father or mother, he replied. Why should I tell you? So he cried, or so she cried whenever she was with him and kept it up for the rest of the celebration. At last, this is on their wedding, by the way. At last, on the seventh day, he told her the answer because she was tormenting him with her nagging. Then she explained the riddle to the young men. So immediately, she betrays his trust. Now, again, again I can't say it enough, he sucks too, but she betrays his trust, and so. Occasionally, going back to that couple from tennis I talked about, once you have started a relationship with someone that you know in your heart you shouldn't be in a relationship with, and things start to go south, or they start to uh, emotionally abuse you, or unfortunately physically abuse you, and please, if that ever happens in any relationship, talk to me. Talk to the other adults. Talk to your parents. Talk to somebody. Because you do not deserve it. It's never your fault. I don't care what you're told. Uh, But when you go in that direction and things start to happen, this is what happens. There's just no trust because it's not based on anything because you can't base it on looks. You can't base it on things like that. Um, But with Samson and, and his wife here and with Samson and Delilah, again, They only cared about what was in front of them. They didn't care about how to make it work. They didn't care about each other. They only cared about the looks. And again, our society over and over and over again teaches us that. I also saw Marry Me recently, which is fine. It's a good movie. I like Owen Wilson. Jennifer uh, Lopez is good. And in the movie, like the concept, it's a funny movie. It's not supposed to be serious, but the concept is in order to make her life better uh, after her boyfriend cheats on her, she just marries a guy with a sign. That's how you get married to a serial killer in real life. But in this movie, it's Owen Wilson, so it works out. But throughout the movie, like they have some trouble, but it works out. So often, we watch these things. And we know like, oh, that would never happen. But in our minds, we're still waiting for the Prince Charming or the Cinderella or whatever to come to us. And I remind you, and I said this again, because I like to ruin movies for people. Uh, Prince Charming didn't even know what Cinderella looked like, even though they were quote-unquote in love. Like He had to go to every single woman to fit the shoe on. And so it's not love. And we base this. Uh, One of the things you'll hear a lot is Seth talking, but one of the things you'll hear a lot is Romeo and Juliet. And it's like, oh, Romeo and Juliet is such a great love story. It is a tragedy for a reason, because uh, they aren't supposed to fit together, they don't work together, and then they kill each other. Or they kill themselves, sorry. And the whole thing is... We focus on these uh, pop culture, on this literature, on these different things that show love because it looks good on the screen, and we think, well, this is what it's like. Samson, in a way, was kind of looking at that too and thinking that too. His wife was thinking that too, but it wasn't designed to work. It was just designed to have fun, and when you build a relationship around just fun, again, it messes up. Uh, My sister uh, is with her second husband, and he's a wonderful man, and when she was with her first husband... Um, she was not a Christian, and he was not a Christian, and it was just based on the fact that they were high school sweethearts, and all kinds of problems still exist between them. Uh, My brother-in-law, who she's married to now, uh, same thing, like his first marriage didn't work, because it was based on just whatever, like these looks, and they weren't in the same place, and they didn't think the same thing, and she left him, and he left her, and all of these things, and now they've worked it out, but it's still hard, because they each had these things in the past. So you're going to make mistakes and you're going to make bad choices. But if you make yourself stick to those just because you've made them, that's so much worse than saying, okay, I have clearly gone down the right path. I need help to get back because people will help you. Your friends will help you. Your family will help you. But if you just keep going, it's like, I got to make it work. I got to make it work. That's not, that's not making it work. Also, if anybody ever says, you have to do this, in order for me to love you. You have to do this in order to be a good girlfriend, to be a good boyfriend. You have to do this, whatever. That's not love. That's not caring about you, because in order, if you have to change in order to be worthy of love, that's not love. Last part of the scripture, and then I'll go in. Oh, I guess there's another scripture. Um, So before sunset on the seventh day, the men of the town came to Samson with their answer. What is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? Samson replied, if you hadn't Plowed with my heifer, which again, Samson's a jerk. That's not a good thing to say. Uh, You wouldn't have solved my riddle. Um, Even after that, he stayed with her. Even after Delilah, like he was going to stay with her, he ended up dying, but that's a different story. Um, But the point is, sometimes, well, anytime, you base a relationship or you base dating on whatever. Anything other than this is what I deserve, this is what I want. Looks, fun, friends set you up, whatever. Uh, and you stay with it. Things like this happen. Not necessarily stupid riddles and eyes getting ripped out. But um, figuratively those things. And it's, these things happen because once you start to make compromises, it's much easier to then continue making compromises. Uh, the other scripture I have is from Ephesians 3.18-19. through 19. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. The other thing that we sometimes get a relationship for uh, is we want to feel complete. Because everybody feels incomplete at some point. And we think, well, I can only be happy if I have this relationship, or I can only be happy if I find somebody to love me. I can only be happy if I can get married. I can only be happy if I have kids. Uh, I get that it's hard sometimes to not have that. I get that completely. But to settle or to go with someone just to have it, it doesn't work. And so what this says is you already have that love. You're not complete because of somebody else. Nobody else can complete you. Even good relationships, that person can't complete you. You can only complete yourself. And so before I, I'm going to go back to that in a little bit, but the thing that I want to talk about, and this is the thing I talk about every year, and uh, I like it, Uh, it's sometimes awkward, but I like it, and it's called The Ladder. And the reason I call it The Ladder is because it is how dating works, and it is how life works. And so I'm going to use an example, a lovely example. Um, When little Rob and little Tara first started dating back when they were little kids, and, you know, uh, let's say they're 16. And so they start dating. And Rob, Rob is like, oh, oh, Tara is so pretty and so smart and so kind and she uh, believes the same way in all this stuff. And he's like, I'm going to ask her to the sock hop or I'm going to ask her out or whatever. I'm going to ask her to go out with me. I'm going to ask her to go steady. And so he goes and he asks her out. And he's nervous and his palms are sweating. And so they set up a date to go to the movies or go to somewhere to go to the drive-in something. Uh, and And so they go out on their first date. And the entire time they're out on their first date, like they're sitting, let's say they're sitting in the movies, and so Tara's hands are here on her armrest, and Rob's hands are here, and his little pinky's starting to move over a little bit, and his hands are sweating like there is water pouring down the seat because he's just sweating, and he's focused on it, and he doesn't know what movie it is because all he's focused on is his hands and Oh, man, did she just touch my hand? Did her hand move towards me? Uh, Are her legs crossed towards me? Like, did she look over here? Does she want me to do it? All he's thinking is that. Meanwhile, she's watching the movie. and like, oh, whatever. But anyway, (laughs) all he's thinking is that. And finally, he works up the courage, and he reaches over, and he holds her hand. And that's step one of the ladder. He holds her hand. And it's so magical. It's so, other than the sweat and the grossness, it's so magical. And there are fireworks going off, and they're both, like, so happy, and they both feel the butterflies, and they both feel indigestion and all this other stuff that comes with love and they both feel so good and so happy and they walk out holding hands and like it's all sweaty and they both know it's girls but it's so magical now the next time they go out the next time they go out they hold hands right away because they did that because it's like the magic's gone it's still nice but it's like i know that we can hold hands and so that's step one of the ladder so now the next thing the next thing is rob focused on that kiss and he's like okay Now, I know that if I take her to the door and she kind of fumbles with her keys and uh, I I go 90 and she comes 10. Like, that's the whole thing. That's right. And it's like I go 90, she comes 10. It's like, and he's so focused on that. And again, he doesn't know anything else that's going on. Uh, It's like storming or whatever, but he's just focused on that kiss. And so he walks her up to the door. They're holding hands and she's kind of like twiddling her other thumb somehow. And she's like looking at the door and just like, you know, being Tara. And so he's like walking her up and they're holding Hayden's and he, like, gets the courage again, and his heart's beating so fast, and he's like, am I having a heart attack, or am I just in love, and, like, all this stuff, and he's beating so fast, and he's so focused, and he builds up the courage, and they do the 90s tin and they kiss. And, man, fireworks go off, and literally, because Rob had him set to go off, and it's like fireworks go off, and they're so happy, and it's so magical, and it's so amazing, and it's so powerful, and it's like, this is love, this is dating, this is everything that I've wanted. And then the next time, they start there, because they've done it. That is the latter, guys. That is what I talk about with this. It's so awesome the first time you hold hands, the first time you kiss. But once you do that, then it's like, I know I can do this. And so one of the things that's difficult when it comes to dating someone is when you first start, and this is when it's really awkward, you have the conversation about where your line is. You have the conversation about that. Because a lot of people are, are in the camp of, I want to save myself for marriage, and then you go up the ladder, and then you're like, oh, it's, you know, we did this, we can go. You go up the ladder again. Oh, it's, you know, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, just up the ladder, I'm not going to go that far. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, wait, I went too far. Now, before I go on, I want to start and say, if you have gone too far, if this is something that you've struggled with, it is never too late to turn that around. It is not something that defines your life. It is not something that makes you an awful person. It is not something that makes you horrible, but you have to have that conversation and if you're dating somebody that you can't have that conversation with that should tell you something too but it's like that latter is important because if you have the talk and you hold each other accountable and then you're smart about things if your parents are like hey we're gonna be gone for the weekend and you're like oh we'll be fine if we just go home that's not gonna happen I mean you gotta be smart about things and you've got to keep each other accountable you've got other people keep you accountable um and we live in a society where it's much different than when I was growing up. Way different than when Rob was growing up. But it's much different. I'm just joking. I'm older than Rob by 50 years. But it's much different. And things that we see on TV and things that happen, I get that. I get that. But it is still possible to... Live the life that you want to live. It's still possible to have a line. It is still possible. And if anybody judges you for that, they're wrong. Again, if anybody tries to make you do whatever you're not comfortable with just so you'll be in the relationship with them, that's not right. That's not a good relationship. That's not love. Um, I can tell you, and this is the part where it's awkward for me, but I can tell you that my desire was always to be uh, save myself for marriage. I am not married, so I've saved myself. Uh, I'm very, very old, and there are people that make fun of me for that. There are, there really are people, there are people that make fun of me for a lot of things, but there are people that make fun of me for that. And when I was in college and beyond, it hurt a little bit. Now I'm like, Hey, you know what? It is what it is because it's my decision. It's my life. It's my decision. And it's important to me. There are other people who don't have that desire and they haven't waited. I'm not better than them, but this is what I believed for my faith. This is what I believed for my life. And my girlfriend, she believes the same way. Uh, we're actually secretly engaged right now, but it's going to be a long time before we get married. And so anyway, that's the first time I've announced that. She's going to hear this and be mad at me, but that's okay. But thanks. Anyway, the point is, the point is, you have to have, we've had that conversation. You have to have somebody that you have that conversation with. Um, I can tell you that she is uncomfortable kissing, period. Like Her line is before that. Uh, And so I'm fine with that. Like We talked about it. If you, again, if you have someone, regardless of where your line is, if you have someone and you're like, I'm going to date them, but they have, want their line up here and I want mine over here, that's not going to work. Because it's never going to be the person that is, you know, firm on having it up here that's going to come down. It's going to be little by little because once you're in love and once you've gone a while and once you uh, climb up the ladder and once you've had the, the rob and Tara fireworks, like it's like you want it more. And so you have to figure it out beforehand. You've got to have that talk. You've got to have somebody, regardless of who it is, somebody that will have that talk with you, that will converse with you, that will fit the list of what you deserve because you deserve it. And again, I say, if you aren't ready to date, if you're never ready to date, that's fine because you are worth that. You are complete as you are. And if you date somebody and they're trying to push you into something, regardless of what it is, they're wrong. If you're dating somebody and they abuse you in any way, whether it's verbal or emotional or physical, it's never your fault. They are wrong. And we often make excuses for people that hurt us because we don't want to hurt them back. We're dumb sometimes. Because when love is involved, that's where the notebook looks like a rational movie. But think about it. Think about that for a second. Think about if somebody did everything that they do in that movie, while you're with somebody else. Like, that's creepy, guys. And I'm not saying, again, the movie's fine. It's good, I've seen it recently. It's fine. But it's got to be more than that. You are worth more than that. The reason I do this message every single year is not because it's fun for me to make fun of Rob and Tara or whoever I pick on, although it is fun for me to do that. The reason I do this message every year is because this is the thing that you guys feel the pressure about the most. I know that. Because even though I make a lot of jokes, I'm not that much older. And so I still remember that time in my life. I think about Beatrice. Whoa, Jeff mentioned his niece. That's crazy. I think about Beatrice. And she was here a couple weeks ago. If you missed her, I'm really sorry. She's really cute. I know. I'll try to bring her back. Uh, She told me to stop talking in the middle of my message, which was funny. But she is two years old. She's going to be three in April. And she has this amazing confidence. She's confident and she's independent. And every day I'm like, I'm so happy for that. But I know that people will try to take it away from her. Now, I'm going to say, I'm going to try to say this in the correct way. I'm not going to say it's harder to be a girl than a boy. I'm not going to say that because being a teenager is hard, period. Being a person is hard, period. But for a second, I'm going to talk to the girls, guys. I'm going to talk to you in a second. Girls... You're under so much pressure from so many different things. Uh, don't be too thin. Don't be too big. Have your hair long. Have it short. Wear makeup. Smile. All these crappy things that people say. I get it. And I think about the, just taking confidence away from you. And there are guys that will prey on that. I've known guys that will prey on that. I've had friends, used to be friends, who prey on that. Where it's like, okay, I'm going to say something negative about them, and then something positive, and then something negative and then they're going to be like, oh, I've got to fix this. I've got to get his approval. And it's like a trick. And they will do that. Uh, and, and it's horrible. And, and sometimes, especially if they're quote-unquote hot enough, girls will kind of put up with it. Because it's like, hey, yeah, this is the popular quarterback or popular chess player, or whatever's popular now. And it's like, this is awesome. And he's showing me interest. I've Again, I'm not going to say names, but I knew a girl back in Seymour who was very quiet and, and faithful and everything. And she never had people ask her out because she was quiet and, reserved and all of this stuff, and then this guy who was a player finally asked her out, and he was the first person to really like pump up how beautiful she was. But he used it as a weapon. He used it as a, a manipulation. That's going to happen. You have to be have people in your life that will help you see when someone is trying to manipulate you. Because everybody, want, uh, not everybody, but a lot of people want to take that confidence. They want to take that independence. Guys, I know that so often... So often it's treated like, well, if something happens to a guy, it's whatever. Uh, like you'll have the things where uh, like a 40-year-old teacher will date a 15-year-old girl. And it's like, that's creepy and that's awful. Unless it's, what is it, pretty little liars apparently. But it's like, that's creepy and that's awful and we get that. But when it's with a guy, when it's like a 15-year-old guy and a 40-year-old girl, a lot of times the message will be, well, but he's a guy like you wanted to. You're going to be pressured in different ways. You're going to be pressured in ways of, well, you have to be like this because you're a guy. You have to want this because you're a guy. You have to go this far because you're a guy. You have to treat her like this because you're a guy. That's garbage, too. Because you are just as worth it. And you have the same value uh, regardless of what other people say about you. And so you have to be that type of guy that you would want your daughter to date, that you would want your sister to date. Unless you hate your sister, then it's just your daughter. But it's like you have to be that kind of guy. You have to be a Rob. And girls, be a Tara. And it's like, or Carol. And it's like, this is what I'm saying. It's it's hard. It's hard. And we focus on our battle because we focus on our battle. And I get that. But it's hard for all of you. So just help each other and love each other and understand that you're already complete. And understand that these conversations, even though they're awkward, are important. And that you are worth it. And I give this message because you are worth it. The adults are here. You're going to have group time because you're worth it. Because you're enough. Because you're complete. So remember that, that you are loved. That's That's all I got.